0: Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message.
1: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. We have declared that this year at Kingdom Life Church will be the year of faith, the year of faith. And so many of the teachings that we'll share amen, will be related to faith and how to walk by faith and not by sight and, and how to live in this kingdom. The Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin. So it's important for us to understand what faith is and how to live by this faith. What kind of faith? The God kind of faith. And that's what uncommon belief is all about. It's about acquiring or adhering to the God kind of faith. And so... um, My uh, objective again in this series, my goal is to shed light, shed light through scripture on how our belief system affects our entire life when used properly. So life for us as believers should be better than it was when when we weren't saved. So life for us as believers should be better than it was prior to salvation. Do you agree with that this morning? Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Uncommon. Uncommon means this. Uncommon defined means unusual, infrequent, remarkable, and strange. Again, uncommon, it means unusual, infrequent, remarkable, and strange because the way we believe is not common. The way you and I believe, amen, the way we serve God, it is not common, it's uncommon. It's strange, it's remarkable, it's unusual. The Bible even calls us a peculiar people, amen. We're different. We're not like everybody else. People can't really, they can't really pinpoint, you know, who we are. They know we're not from here, amen. They're like, they are some alien. No, these people, (laughs) the way they operate, man, it's different. We don't do it like everybody else does. Is that true? Amen. So belief. belief. I'm going to take my time today, y'all. I'm going to take my time. Amen. Plus, I played a little basketball yesterday, you know, so, you know, amen. Hey, and I'll leave. It, and I leave it right there. Look. So <laughs> belief, belief. Belief defined is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. It also means to trust, to have faith or confidence in someone Or something. Belief. Belief is so important as it relates to the Bible because everything we believe about God, amen, comes from us studying the word of God or having access to the scripture. And so our belief is not apart from the word of God. You understand? It may have started apart from the word of God because many of us grew up in homes where our parents, amen, made us go to church, amen, which they should, Praise God. I'm a a part of that household of faith, amen, where you were made to go to church, amen, where you didn't really have an option whether you went to church or not, amen. People don't like that kind of stuff. They like options today where you don't get them if you're up under under the, the right roof, amen. You know, as a child, you understand, as you grow up and being trained in the things of God, we didn't have an option, and so we were made to go. And so we didn't know the scripture, but what they instilled on the inside of us was a fear of God. Our parents put someone, I hear this side over here, this side is like following me, and uh, this side still kind of sleep a little bit. We, y'all going to wake up, before it's all over with. I got you, I got you, I got you. They instilled in, in something on the inside of us uh, to fear God. I'm saying all this because the information that they put on the inside of us, amen, whether true or false, glory to God, is how we were raised. And it's going to make sense as I, as I, as I continue Uh, in this teaching this morning. Whatever I allow my mind to be saturated with will determine the level of abundance that I will experience in the kingdom of God. Whatever I allow my mind to be saturated with will determine the level of abundance that I will experience in the kingdom of God. If it's just Netflix and chill every day, all day, amen, if I'm just feeding my mind with all type of secular stuff, amen, and if I'm just doing all the worldly stuff, then whatever my mind is saturated with, whatever is predominantly going in my thought patterns or in my mind, that's who I'm going to be or become or man, or, or it's going to affect my faith when it's time to believe God for something. Listen, if I don't put the word of God in, I can't get it out. Is, is that okay? That's practical enough. Hey, man, listen, you didn't come to a place where we're going to be real deep. It's going to be practical. You're going to grab this. A child is going to grab this this teaching and be able to walk it out. Because what's most important than you check the box and say, I went to church today, is that you gain understanding. Say understanding. Understanding. Because when you get understanding, then that means you'll be able to walk this thing out and be able to do some things that you heard today. And not just be like, man, it was a good message. But what did did the pastor talk about? I don't really know. Well, won't that good, did If you don't know what you're saying, <laughs> did nothing stick, amen? So let's look at Isaiah chapter fifty-five. <clears throat> For the remainder of this series, we shifted to Isaiah fifty-five verses eight through nine. This is how we're gonna close this bad boy out. The next two uh, teaching, amen. So Isaiah fifty-five verses eight and nine said, "My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts." This is God talking. Uncommon belief. Your, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. This is our God talking. This is our God talking. Amen. This is Isaiah. This is God talking to the prophet. Amen. Verse 9, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways, whose ways? ways. So God's ways are what? Higher than whose ways? His ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts, who thoughts? As God's thoughts are what? Then whose thoughts? Great. So we can establish that God's ways and his thoughts are different. They're higher. They're superior. They're more advanced than our ways. God said, I don't think nothing like (laughs) y'all. I don't think nothing like y'all. My thoughts are higher than yours. My ways are higher than yours. When we connect with the God of the Bible, amen, his only desire is to bring us up. You understand? Yeah, you know, we come as we are into the kingdom of God, but we don't stay as we are. We come as we are into the kingdom of God, but we don't stay as we are. His desire is to bring you up. Because if you stay the same, then you're going to be limited in your productivity in the kingdom because your, his ways and his thoughts are higher. So we bring into the kingdom of God, saints, an inferior, a lesser, or lower thought pattern. We bring that into the kingdom of God. We've been programmed, you and I, a certain way before we came into the kingdom. We've been programmed A certain way prior to salvation and now we need to be reprogrammed so when you come into the kingdom the information that we're feeding you because this is how we change Hosea 4 and 6 says my people perish people are perishing because of a lack of what they know a lack of knowledge a lack of information if they had the right information they could possibly not perish but they are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. So whose assignment is it to, is to provide knowledge? The pastors, the local church, we're here to share the Word of God with you, to teach you the word of God, so perhaps you can grab hold to a higher way and a higher thought. Listen and let it carry you higher. <laughs> Because I don't want to stay grounded in this new life. I don't want to live the same old life that I've been living all along, even in this brand new life. Are you getting it this morning? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, you know it, it's a familiar scripture to some. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things, what? So faith Stands in the place of the thing you and I believe in God for until it shows up. So faith stands in the place. Faith stands in the place of the thing we are believing God for until it shows up. Let's look at the Amplified Version. I love how the Amplified Version reads. It says, now faith. Because, you know, faith is always now, saints. Now faith. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. I love this last part right here. This brings it all together. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Are you getting that this morning? Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith can grab hold to something that's not seen or that's not verified by the five senses, but it's still a fact. It's more real than even my five senses. So I don't need to see it, touch it, smell it, taste it, hear it, to believe it, because faith will stand in the place of the thing I'm believing God for until it manifests. I don't need money. I need faith. I don't need more hours. I need faith. I need to grow my faith. If I grow my faith, I can speak to a mountain. I can tell it to jump into a sea and it have to obey. I can call those things that be not as though they were. We got to learn. Listen, man, there's a there's a code to the kingdom. There's a code to the kingdom. We play video games and you gotta to get to certain levels. You gotta break certain codes. You gotta go through, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hurt a lot of people. Oh no, some of those games. Or help a lot of people, depending on what game you're playing. But, but there are codes, and to get to those next levels, you got to break codes. In the kingdom, you don't, you're going to stay the same if you don't begin to operate in some of these principles. Some of this stuff, it just goes over your head, and that's fine. That's why you have to listen to it over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Faith confirms its presence without sense-rim proof. Faith confirms its presence without sense-rim proof. When I can verify something with my five senses, I don't need faith. Or oh, I don't need to believe for it. Right? Come on, say uncommon belief. uncommon belief. Look, we talked about Thomas. Remember Thomas? We talked about him on Wednesday night. Remember Thomas? Thomas, he had to examine Jesus in order to believe that it was real. See, that's why you got you to be tuned in. Some of y'all didn't watch Wednesday, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, visitors, hey, man, you have an excuse, praise God. You didn't know I was teaching Wednesday, amen. But for the rest of you, there is no excuse for you not to, to watch it because you don't know what I'm talking about unless you know the scripture, and that's fine, and that's good, because then you can follow me. But remember, Thomas, he needed to examine Jesus. He he needed to see the the nail prints in his hand. He needed to see the piercing in his side. He wanted to touch that. That was his criteria for belief. And remember, I told you, Jesus told Thomas, yeah, Thomas, that was okay, that was all right, but better for them who will believe and not see. So seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. You see how you can be taught some things? Seeing is believing. And we can, we can begin to walk around and we'll begin to repeat things that we've heard. Man, this is good, y'all. This is good. So listen, I've been talking about this, what, this is the fifth week, right? Based on what I've been sharing with you about uncommon Belief. How many of you, this is a short quiz real quick. How many of you, I'm excluding the visitors, unless you want to take the test, unless you want to take the quiz. How many of you believe, amen, that you hear me right now? I want you to raise your hand. If you believe you hear me right now. Look around. Look at the hands that's up. Look around. Look at the hands that's up. Nothing against, nothing against you. You raise your hand, but you missed it. Because the key word was what? Believe. Believe. How many of you right now believe that you hear me? You don't believe you hear me, why? Because you can verify me through one of the five senses or a couple of them, you can see me, you can hear me. If you get close enough, you can touch me. So whenever you can verify something through your senses, you don't need faith. You only need faith when it's something that you can't verify using your senses. So when you can't verify it, then I go ahead and tap into faith because I'm going to need faith to get this done. Why? Because I can't verify it. I can't get it done through what I see or what I touch or what I hear. So I'm going to stand in faith and I'm going to trust God because then my faith becomes the proof of the thing that I'm believing God for and then it shows up. Then it manifests. Man, y'all got to grab this. Y'all got to grab this. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to grab this. You got to get this, saints. Why? Because we bring an inferior thought pattern into the kingdom of God that now must be abandoned. Our thought pattern must be abandoned. It must be abandoned. If you don't, You're going to miss it. Good people that love God, you serve in the kingdom, you give your money, praise God, but you don't know how to cooperate and participate with God. There is an order of operation in the kingdom. How in the world do we have SOPs everywhere else and you don't think is a structure in the kingdom? There are standards of operation in any assignment that we ever embark on, the same is in the kingdom. There are operating procedures in the manual. This is our constitution. But if you don't take time to read the manual, then, per- then perhaps you're going to connect some up wrong. You're not going to put the right stuff together to get the end result that you're looking for. It's imperative, what I say, I said it's imperative that you get in the word of God and find out what the scripture says about a certain situation and line up your faith with the word. That's when you're going to see the results that you're looking for. God is not moved by tears. God's not moved by you pouting. you know, you upset. Yeah, yeah, he see you, amen, but he is not moved by it. He's moved by your faith. We read it in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. He that comes to God must first believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you know I'm not up here just quoting anything. I'm telling you, write out the word of God. This is a teaching ministry. What we share with you is going to be from the scriptures. Not from the Ebony, not from the Vogue, not from our opinions. We teach the Word here. Because you can hold on to the Word when you're in trouble. You can't just hold on to some of these songs that folk wrote. <laughs> some of this stuff is unbiblical. And it will separate you from God and His promises. Amen? All right, let's go further, y'all. I'm ready now. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I feel my, I feel, yeah, I feel my weed is uh, taking. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had none though. Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve. Hey man, let's look at verse one. Verse one. It says, "This is a New Living Translation." And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. This is Paul speaking. I beg you uh, to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Ooh we Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind. He will find, listen, the kind what? He will find acceptable, not just what you want to give him. But God, take this. God said, I don't want that. I want you to give me what's acceptable to me, not just what you want to give me. Don't give me anything and expect me to accept that. Are you following me this morning? You can do it, but I'm telling you, that doesn't mean God is pleased. He said, let him be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Because if you really want to worship him, this is the true, this is truly the way to worship him. True worship is obedience, not necessarily expressions. Oh God. Oh God, oh God. That's good because it, nothing wrong with expressions, but after the expressions, there should be obedience. Because if obedience don't follow expressions, then expressions was just acting. True worship is obedience. Remember Abraham went to, when, when, he, when God asked for his son to slew, to, told him to kill his only son. He took him to the top of the mountain. Look, before he got there, he told the people, he told the, he told the guys, he said, listen, me and the lad, we're going up to worship God. So what was he saying? We're going up there to bow down we hold our hands and dance around and praise dance and just, no, he was going to be obedient. He was going to take the life of his only son. He called it worship. Worship is not a slow song. Worship is not a, a, a cute sound. I ain't talking about that. I'm not to teacher on praise and worship again. We'll get there. True worship is obedience. This is why we go into verse 2 and he says, don't copy. Do not do it. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. Don't do it. Don't copy. The behavior, what is a behavior? An action, it's an expression. Do not copy the behavior or the actions, listen, and the customs, what? The practices, the stuff that they do, that's their custom. That ain't your custom, that's their custom. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of what? This world. God said you're in this world, but you're not of it. Stop acting like the world, saints. (sighs) Dang. There's no such thing as a worldly Christian. Let me just get a swallow of water on that one. Do not copy... Don't do it, he said. Don't do it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But then it says, but what? Oh, my goodness. Let him do it, y'all. Let him do it, let him do it. Let him do it, let him do it. Let God do it. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? We can get down with that. Won't Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? No, yeah, 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 yeah. He will. He will do it. He will do it. He's been doing it. He's always done it. But when are you going to let him do it? When are you going to do your part? When are you going to cooperate with God? When are you going to participate with God? Because he's been doing it, been blessing you, been healing your body, been been let, waking you up this morning, put breath in your body. Come on now. When are you going to let God do what he want to do in your life. He said, let God transform you into a new person. You mean to tell me God can't just do it? I mean, God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. God can do what he want to do except transform you. What do you mean, hold on, pastor? That's, that's borderline blasphemy. Ain't no blasphemy. You better read your Bible. But anyway, I was just having to talk to somebody. But anyway... No, because what's stopping him from doing it? You know, you, you might be jacked up right now. You may know some people that's jacked up. You may got some things going on in your life right now. What is stopping God from fixing every issue and situation that you ever have and fixing everybody else's? Why isn't he just doing it? So you got to know your scripture, you got, to know your, you got to know the Bible, and that's why people get on TV and they just look so foolish. What is God doing? Why hasn't God done anything? God, God, I mean, God is not Superman. God is not like the Avengers waiting for something bad to happen and rush down and help you. That's not, that's, that's not the God we serve. I love, I like the Avengers now. I watched the Transformers on Friday. It was good too, y'all might want to check that out, Amen. Y'all gonna send me a C for that. I just, that was an ad for y'all. But anyway, no, what I'm trying to say is God is not like a superhero waiting to jump down and rescue you from everything you'll ever go through. But God is waiting for you to respond to his provision for you, his promises, everything he shared with you in the scripture, amen, so that you can perhaps receive everything that he has from you. Man, y'all got me all over, over this stuff. I, 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 gotta, I gotta move on, I gotta move on. I, I, let God transform you into a new person. How many of us want to be transformed into a new person? You know how it's gonna happen? He says, by what? Changing the way you think, or by the renewing of the mind. So changing the way you think, then listen to what it says right here, then you will learn to know God's will for you, then you will learn, then you will learn, then you will learn, then you will learn, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What is that? That's God's will. God's will is good and pleasing and perfect. But you got to learn it. Well, let's go back. We got to change the way you think. We got to go after that. We got to not be conformed to the world. We got to, you understand what I'm saying? You got to keep going back and then come forward. You understand? Because we'll jump over and just receive the promise. Not knowing that they're all conditioned. Even salvation. You can't get saved without receiving them. Every promise from God is conditioned. Y'all can check it. You can go check it. Go check Prophet Google when you get home. All right, all right. Okay, okay, listen. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you with the time I have remaining, I'm going to show you biblically, biblically, with the time I have remaining, I'm going to show you biblically what renewing the mind is all about. Or, like I said, changing the way you think. Because see, renewing the mind is not memorizing scripture or confessing scripture or reading confessions. Are you hearing me this morning? Listen to me. Renewing the mind is not just memorizing Scripture, being able to quote Scriptures like this. That don't mean you change. That means you just got a tight memory, boy. You (laughs) tight. Sis, you tight, boy. You can can spit them out like this. Ooh, Jesus. Or reading confessions. You can read them every day, every morning, like I do. That's good. All of those things are good, but it's not necessarily renewing your mind if you don't understand what that really means. Man. I must understand how God has made my mind to function. When we talk about the mind, we're talking about the thought process, how God designed us to think as humans. This is nothing um, related to uh any type of spiritualist or any type of, is not connected to any type of other organization outside of the kingdom. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things in the culture, but they're not scriptural. Whenever you step away from the scripture, is like Will Robbins, danger, 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 I'm, I'm dating myself now. Yeah, I said I lost in space. Y'all know nothing about that boy. Lost in space, boy. They, I'm telling you, boy, that was the movie, boy. That was the boy, well, I tell you. All right, okay, anyway. But yeah, so it's danger. It's danger, danger, danger. Amen. When, when, you, when you start getting into those kind of things. So um, again, I must understand how God has made my mind to function. So how God designed us to think. When I'm when I think, I am simply comparing new information with what i believe and coming up with a decision. Let me say it again. When i think, I, come on, this this process it and get this. When i think, i am comparing new information, praise god, with what i believe and then coming up with a decision. Did you get that? Okay, I'm going to call my volunteers up. I got three volunteers. Y'all come on up at this time. This is conscience. This is subconscious and this is conscious. You got that? Conscious, conscious, c o n s c i o u s, subconscious, subconscience, and conscience, 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 s c i e n c e. I was a great speller. I wanted some spelling bees when I was growing up. You, come on now. Shoot, if I misspelled something, I mean, I just missed it. I probably had my glasses on at the time. <laughs> I could spell words I never heard of, I'm telling you. Yeah. Hmm, try me. I'm going to charge you, though. Okay, now. (laughs) All right, y'all, help me. Listen, y'all, this is going to take a minute. It's going to take a step. Y'all take one step forward. One step right there. There you go. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about the conscience, conscious, the subconscious, and the conscience. So first we're going to talk about the conscience mind. These three represent your thought process. These three represent your thought process. You got to think about it. Even though there are three different individuals, you got to think about it as one because we only have one mind, one brain, right? But they're all inside of us. And there are some other uh, components as well. I ain't getting into all that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to use this, what I'm using for my teaching. Amen, because there may be somebody out there, yeah, it's something, well, okay, that's fine. Use that when you teach it. Amen, (laughs) but uh, but I'm going to use these three right here. Is that okay? Amen. So the conscious mind, the conscious mind, which is this young man right here, this is the purposeful thinking that you do. You do it consciously, consciously. When you're conscious, it is the purposeful thinking that you do. When you are concentrating purposefully, when you're trying to do something and really focusing on it, it is usually your conscious that's involved. Because there's things that will happen. I get the subconscious. So um, you are aware of what you're thinking when it's your conscience. Your conscience. You, You getting that? Amen. The conscience mind, though, has limited space, limited space and limited memory. Are you following me this morning? Now let's go to the subconscious. The subconscious mind. This is the servant of the conscience. The subconscious is the servant. Of the conscious mind. This is also the hard drive. Amen. The subconscious has unlimited space. Unlimited. I'm telling you it's more than a terabyte. You understand? The, the subconscious has so much space and that's why there are a lot of things that we could do subconsciously but it started with the conscious. The conscious always provides the information that is passed on to the subconscious. Are you following me this morning? I'm going to help you get a breakthrough in your mind today. Amen. God has created us, God has created us in a way to make decisions and function at a level. I'm still talking about the subconscious. God has created us in a way to make decisions and function at a lower level, at a lower level than our conscious awareness. Talking about the subconscious. For instance, you remember when you first started learning how to ride a bike or to drive a car? You remember how focused you were? It was your conscious. You were so focused. You 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 didn't have the radio on. You understand? You couldn't have a lot of distractions because it was you was you was consciously trying to pay attention at the same time because you were stepping into something that was new. So it took all of your conscious effort to really drive that car. You had to be conscious. You understand? You, you had the 10-2 position. Remember? You understand? You, yeah. You got the 10-2 position. Hey man, you got the radio off. You ain't talking. No, oh, no, don't talk to me right now. Look, I'm, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? But now since you've been driving a while, you drive with one finger now. You driving. You drinking coffee or tea. You got the radio pumping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You got a f- car full of folk. But you're still focused. Why? Because you don't need your conscience any longer to drive. Your subconscious is taking over. Subconsciously, you are already, your subconscious, like autopilot, you've already learned from the conscious how to operate the vehicle. So what happens, God created us in a way, and I'm just getting ahead of all my notes, but that's fine. God has created us in a way that we don't have to rethink the process over again once it's been thought out. Once it's been thought out, it's passed down to the subconscious. So the subconscious don't have to rely on the conscience any longer to get the information. So once I've learned how to drive the car, I'm off and running. You understand? Nobody got to go out there and try to figure out and read the manual, how do I start this again? God didn't make us like that. He didn't create us like that. We are powerful people, man. You got to know how you operate, though. You got to know how you are made so you're driving with one finger now. You're talking on the cell phone. You lean back. You know, some of us eating and driving. You got your happy meal, and everything. You, some of us real professional now. You understand? Some folk drive with their knee. You know what I'm saying? Why they're doing something, trying to open something up. Yeah, Derek, that's you. No, let me stop. <laughs> let me go call him out. No, let me stop. <laughs> that's in the past, Crystal. That's in the past. Uh, I'm sure he'll do nothing like that now. I'm sure he told. <laughs> yeah. So listen, the subconscious subconscious has an autopilot that God has created us away. And I already told you about the, the way we don't have to think things again. You don't have to rethink the process of driving every time you get in the car. You know what? It keeps your personality stable. God didn't create us to be fickle where we're all over the place. It keeps our personality stable. But another thing about the subconscious is that it's stubborn. The subconscious is so stubborn that once it's trained and locked onto something, go ahead and lock onto the conscience. Once the subconscious has been trained by the conscience and locks onto the conscience, it's hard to break free. You understand? I'm going to get to this later. It's hard to break free from what they've already been taught by the subconscious. This is what happens when we come into the kingdom. And we still stuck on old information. (laughs) Because it's your subconscious, the most powerful part of your thinker, is working. It's working for you. It could, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make it work for you, but it's working against you until you learn how to make it work for you. In a lot of cases. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all following me so far? So the subconscious subconscious does not easily change. It controls all of our involuntary actions. That's why you can leave out of here, jump in your car, stop thinking about what you're cooking for dinner, and mess around and miss the left turn, the right turn, and all that. You know why? Because subconsciously you can drive that car without even paying attention. Don't try it. Because if you try it, that means your conscience. But subconsciously, you can drive your car home without even being aware of it. Because your subconscious is so powerful. That's how God created us. Are y'all getting this? Oh, I'm learning something myself right now, boy. I'm telling you. That is a powerful thing right there. So we got to get the subconscious to work for us. So, so, so the subconscious also has unlimited storage and is more powerful than the conscious mind. Media. Can I get that picture? Let's show them that picture of the conscious Conscious and the subconscious. Check this out real quick. The the conscience and the subconscious. Y'all have it? Oh, okay. That's all right. That's fine. Have y'all heard of the iceberg in school? Where it shows your subconscious underwater and your conscience on top of the water? That was the picture I was going to show you. Your subconscious It's so powerful, it's it's, it's so big, it's an iceberg all underwater. But the conscience is just this little part at the top of the water. The subconscious is so powerful, it's so large, it has unlimited space. It's more powerful than the conscious mind. For example, you started smoking years ago. I know I did. been 28 years now. But you started smoking years ago, and now that you want to stop, you want to stop smoking. I'm talking about smoking, but there may be other things that you may be faced with. There may be other things that you're dealing with. Don't limit it to what I'm talking about, but I'm using smoking as an example. You've been smoking for many years, but now you want to stop smoking. It could be some other stuff you want to stop doing, but I'm talking about smoking. You want to stop smoking. Amen. And the conscious mind is leading the efforts. Because consciously, I want to stop. Consciously, I don't want to do this no more. Consciously, I want to stop. But because of past images, because of past experiences, because of past behaviors, because of things the conscience already fed the subconscious, subconscious like I ain't ready to stop that right now. So your subconscious is sabotaging your efforts even while you're trying to stop. So you get conscious and wake up one day and like, I, want to, I don't want to do that no more. I don't, want to, I don't want to live like that no more. I don't want to be like that no more. The, the, the conscience is saying, I don't want to do that. Subconscious say, nope, too late. You already trained me a certain way. You trained me a way to stay connected and hold on tight to what you've already poured into the inside of me, even when you, and even when I was young. So there are so many things that I've experienced. Listen, old programming, old thought pattern, these things are sabotaging your efforts to want to change. Say uncommon belief. Yeah. So consciously, I want to do something different, but my subconscious is fighting against it. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 7 and 19. What did Paul say? What did he say? He said, for the good that I will to do, I do not do. Think about that. Consciously, I want to do the right thing. Consciously, I want to live right. I want to, I want, I want to be what God has called me to be. Consciously, I do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Why am I practicing things I do not want to do? Old thought patterns and old programming are sabotaging your belief system. Old thought patterns and old programming is sabotaging even what the conscience wants to do now. So a lot of people in here got free from cigarettes and got a breakthrough in cigarettes, amen, through deliverance, through the power of God, amen. We got a lot of testimonies right in here because God can bypass that when you, when you, through your, through your belief system, which we're going to talk about, amen. God can bypass it in deliverance ministry. He can bypass all of that in deliverance ministry. So, so stay with me. Come on, stay with me. So let's get to the conscience, Conscience mind. She's like, thank you, Pastor It's about time. The conscience mind. This is the conscience mind. This is your belief system. The seat of your beliefs and where your morals and your values are stored in your conscience. This is where your, your morals and your values are stored. All of this is all a part of one brain, one mind, but it's, but it's something happening inside of you so that you can understand how it's working. So your conscience mind, this is the seat of your beliefs and where your morals and values are stored. Like what I feel right now, what I believe is right, and what I have been taught that is right. This is the heart of your decisions and what you really believe. It's, in, it's operating in your conscience, in your conscience mind. Wow. So, whew. It's been trained over time, I'm talking about your conscience, it's been trained over time by your environment, by repetitious information, by authority figures in your life, and life's experiences. I'm going to talk, I can't, get, I can't get into all that today, y'all, look at my time, I mean, I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to need like 10 more minutes already, you know what I'm saying? But, so, but your environment, repetitious information, authority figures, and past life experiences also affect your conscience and how you believe, amen. All of this is a part of the process, amen, in your life. So this is what happened. There are many things that happened to us consciously before we ever met Jesus. Experiences, how we grew up, information we received, some of it true, some of it false. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but what? Words. How many of you know that's not true? Even though we learned it. Money is the root of all evil. It's not true. Why? The love of money is what all be. So, so there are things that we've heard growing up. Much, informa- much of it, some of it was true, much of it was false. And so because we learned it and it was our past experiences, our subconscious has locked hold to all of that. And so we got to get the subconscious to break away from the old to the new. Amen. So, so a lot of things happen in life in my past and all that. Some of it's true, some of it's false. We pass this information on to our subconscious, and then it's passed on to our belief system or to our conscience. But this information stays locked in because whatever gets there first has priority. That's why the, talk about, well, you know, the Bible talks about training up a child and the way they should go. When they grow old, they won't depart. Amen. Whatever gets there first has priority. Amen. and so whatever we learned growing up the things we were exposed to the things we seen the things we experienced because they got it got there first we locked into it like this is fact this is true even though some of it is not some of it is but some of it is not and it's affecting us in our latter years are you following me so then we get saved one day through a conscious. We get saved through a conscious effort because we can't get saved while we sleep. We got saved through a conscious effort. You get saved and then information is passed on to your conscience. It's passed on to your conscience, which is the seat of your beliefs and where your morals and values are, stay, are, are stored. You're saved but not making decisions according to the word. Saved and sanctified but not living a holy life. Amen. You, 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 you got the goods. You did everything you needed to do. Amen. But, but you're not walking uprightly and doing what God is calling you to do. If you grew up in an ungodly environment, that information got there first, and that's why your subconscious is still locked on, locked on to it. Whatever gets there first has the priority. Look at this subconscious. she's still locked in. Still locked in to, to old information. Remember I told you the subconscious is stubborn. Once it is trained and locked on to something, it does not easily change. New information is there. She gave her life to the Lord, but it hasn't been accepted. Because, see, unless the subconscious get involved, so nothing's going to move forward. You're going to move forward in the way you've already moved forward always have, as long as it's locked on to this, to, to your old life, your old programming. Even though you're saved now, born again. Are you following me this morning? Yeah, I got some more for you. I got some more for you. So it hasn't been accepted. You continue to go to church. Let me, let me, let me do my demonstration. Okay. So this is what's happening now. Help me out, conscience. You continue to go to church. You're reading your Bible. You're going to conferences, women's meetings, men's meetings, prayer call meetings. Amen. You 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 um you in intercessory prayer. Praise God. You're watching the YouTube, watching, listening to the podcast you in church on Sundays. You, you're doing everything, amen, that you believe you should be doing because of, because of you being saved consciously, and then the conscience passed that down to your conscience. But the subconscious, we still have a problem because the subconscious is not letting go of the old information even though you're putting it in. How can you be putting in information Quoting scriptures, reading your Bible, listening to YouTube, listening to videos, but yet still unchanged. Yet still still living the same life. Quote the word, nowhere's found. Watching all this stuff, but when it's time to make a decision, you are still locked into the old thought pattern or the old way of thinking. Saved but still operating on the old way of thinking. Why? Because the subconscious mind doesn't easily change. What the Bible talks about, when the Bible talks about renewing the mind, let's read this real quick and then I'm going to release my volunteers. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Y'all got that? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I'm going to look at that in the amplifier and I want to look at that in the message real quick. Romans chapter 12 Verse 1, I want to see that in the Amplify first and then the message. I want you all to see this. Listen to this or look at it. Read it with me, you know, not out loud. But therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, rational, logical, sound like the conscience, rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Let's keep going. But then it says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Let's see the message version. Let's see the message version. The message version says this. Verse 1 says this. So verse 1 and 2 again says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. subconscious. You understand? Without even thinking, without even being conscious, you're operating in, a, in, in something that's been on you for a long time. So, for, without even thinking, instead, fix your attention on God, you'll be changed, how? From the inside out, readily recognize what He wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to what? Its level. Remember, we brought into the kingdom a lower level. We brought into the kingdom a lesser way of thinking. The culture always wants to bring you down lower. It can't take you higher. It wasn't designed ambassador for Christ. Amen. So it can't give you what it don't have. So, so listen, so it, 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 it drags you down to its level of what? Immaturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you, showing you that the culture, the culture when it's finished with you will make you immature. But when God is finished, you will be mature. Listen, maturity is not an age. It's, a, it's, it's, it's development. It's not an age. It's not a number. It's development. It's development. So, so that's what, here. Uh, yeah. so, so it's talking about the process that causes the subconscious mind. The subconscious, this is the process. We talked about the process of renewing the mind that I just read. The process of renewing the mind causes the subconscious, come here subconscious, to release its hold off of old information and now grab hold to new information. <laughs> Listen to me. Once the subconscious grab hold to new information, the old information is no longer reliable. It's no longer reliable. I can't live the way I used to live no more. I, I, it's no longer reliable. I can't depend on how I used to live, how I used to walk, how I used to talk, my old way of thinking. I've been pre-programmed now, amen, to connect with some new information so that now I got the subconscious back in the conscience And now the subconscious is working for the conscience. And just like I sit back, you understand, and don't have to rethink the process of driving a car, I live holy. Amen. Automatically. Glory to God. It's the same type of process. When, when, When I start feeding myself the word of God, I don't think about it no more because subconsciously I'm a holy man. You understand, subconscious. I'm a holy woman. I don't look at you the same way I used to look at you. I don't do things the same way I used to do it. Why? Because new information has been poured in, and listen, and my subconscious is helping me to produce the new me. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, of praise. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Whew. I tell you, boys, some work up here. Did y'all get that? Did y'all get that? <laughs> Let me read something to you real quick, and then we're going to be dismissed. I'm going to read what I just said to make sure you got it. To make sure you got it, I want to put it on this too so we can, um, yeah, we going to watch it again on Wednesday. we have a good time. It's talking about, so, so what I just shared was it's talking, what I just talked about, what we just read in Romans 12 and 1 and 2 through the message and Amplify, again, it's talking about how the subconscious Talk talking about a process that causes the subconscious to release its hold on the old information and start operating off of new information. So what happens is, because we're thinking now, we prioritize new information. We're, 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 We're mature now. So we're not just receiving information and not weighing it. You have to weigh what you're hearing way what you're learning and then make a conscious decision. You understand? Hopefully a godly one because of what you've been pouring into your life. So you reprioritize that old information. That old information is no longer reliable. Reliable. How I used to act is no longer reliable. Amen. What is reliable now is what I'm learning From the word of God. And so I begin to operate and function in the now. Automatically, you understand, based on what the word of God says. You understand? Automatically, without even thinking about it, I live a godly life without even thinking about it. This is what renewing the mind is all about. Having an automatic response to righteousness. It's now a lifestyle. I'm going to stop right there. Give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. It's now a lifestyle. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encourages you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one. And you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at KingdomLifeChurchVA at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is KingdomLifeVA.com. And follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life by Kingdom Life.